Hey, it's the Koi Pond, you guys. Dre, we got a beautiful guest, uh, and I'm glad he's on here. Uh, it's everyone's favorite. Whenever you see him uh, grace the screen, mm-hmm. yeah, you know uh, it's it's about to get even funnier. Whatever it is that you're watching, this man brings more than the A game. And it's just natural. David Keckner, I love you, man. Thank How you are you? Me. I'm I'm very well, thank you. Thank I you appreciate for, that. Thank you for coming to the Koi Pond. I know it's a bitch that, that we have to do this the Zoom style uh st- what are what are we using? What are we using? StreamYard. StreamYard, whatever whatever the case may be. How is it uh affecting your life right now, David? Uh especially with you. I mean, you know, normally you go into the studio and we promote, but now you're finding yourself to do a lot more of this. And are you adjusting or, or what is where's, it? Where's your studio? Uh, we're in Studio City. We're right like. Oh, you're close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, guys, I'm at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. But I, I mean, I am t- like I, I do that, too. Like when I have to promote, I, I do it. But I, I miss going to the studio. I like I like the energy that I have with, with whoever the personality is that's interviewing me. But I mean, now we're having to do this for the past year. Are you adjusting to it? Do you like it? Uh, I, I honestly don't think about it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want want to make the choice to uh, have resistance to it, that's your choice, and you're not helping anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. look, the fact that we can do this is fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Sure. You know. So there we go. <clears throat> the fact that I was able to get on. Stream wire or whatever it is. Okay, okay, you <laughs> Bare, know what it barely, is. Barely, by you the way, you know what it is, David. And you barely know what are. What is it? Stream. It's stream. It's written right there on the screen. You know what it is, David. No, the screen's been taken away from me. Um, it's one of the platforms that I have not used so far. But I was very happy with myself. Actually, very glad that you guys uh, uh, pushed the time because it took me twenty minutes to download Chrome, get it all set up. Really. And then get on here. So it was, it was, it was all for you. Beneficial. All for you, man. Yeah, we did this for you, David. David, I'm a huge fan of your work, man. How long have you been in the business? Well, what, do you do you count? Uh, I want to. Uh, I want to know, like, when you first decided to be an actor and you came out to Hollywood. What, what what was it? For how long has it been? How long was it from that point to when you finally became that household? When people walk by and go, "Oh my God, I love you." Okay, my secret desire of I want to do this was at age 13. Yeah. I'm from a very small town in Missouri. Nice. So, and this is pre-internet, pre-cable. Yeah. And there aren't a lot of books in this small town. The no. town has 2,000 people. Jesus. And there's yeah. not, a, there's not a, a liberal exchange of ideas. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, <clears throat> opinions aren't, <clears throat> aren't welcome. Yeah. Um, there, there is not a uh, desire to uh, seek higher education. There is the ground. Everyone's a farmer. Mm-hmm. That's your job. Um, so it's a, it's a very modest thinking place. Yeah. So my mother's side of the family, get this. So I'm Catholic. I don't know if you're familiar with Catholicism. Is um, my mother had eleven kids in her family. Yeah, right. out, of those, out of those 11, 
four were priests and nuns. Wow. Wow. So to say that I grew up a Catholic is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Your, your house my, was a church, basically. My parents' worldview was Catholicism. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And so early on, it, it becomes this struggle of, you know. But, but David, David, but, but living in that type of a household, because speaking of Catholicism, uh, Filipinos are very big in that. And that, that's a big part of their culture as well. But they also take it to the extreme. So like, was that with, with, with your case, like, especially with 11 kids, were they monitoring what you watch? Because that's the devil box. And you can't watch R-rated until, you're, uh, until you leave the house. Or, you, you know, were there, or was it more lenient in your, in your household? Well, we didn't live near um, her brothers and sisters. We lived two hours away. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, when you say uh, uh, in, the more conservative are the the Filipinos, are they um, Opus Day? Well, there's there's two there's two extremes. There's the ones that are extremely extreme, and then there's ones that are more lenient, but yet they're still very heavy Catholic. I don't know if that makes any sense, but but. Yeah, it's the, it's very strict. It's very strict, and it's very it's about the Bible, you know. Let me ask you this: Did your parents say the mass in Latin? No, <laughs> no they didn't. <laughs> Up until nineteen sixty, I'm going to say two. I could be wrong in this. Uh, to the mid sixties, the mass was said in Latin. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So you've got all these parishioners. Yeah. There for an hour. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what's being said. No idea. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. One of my uncles continued to say the mass in Latin all his life. Wow. Mm. So the change was made. I forget. The Vatican II, the change was made in the mid-60s. And then everybody could speak English. So they were very Catholic, obviously. um, And you didn't think about how Catholic you were or not. It is the absolute. Right. It is the comparable, I, I don't even want to say philosophy, way of life. Yeah. We went to church for every saint's day. Yep. So not just holy days, saint's day. When I went to Catholic grade school, had 16 kids, we went to school every morning. Ugh. Completely different. And you know, here's the thing about Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so rote. You don't get anything out of it. Yeah. Mm. You're always standing there doing a, a mantra that makes no sense. Um, and you're trying to avoid the shame that they're trying to stack on top of you. Yeah. So it's all counterintuitive to any thinker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So intrinsically, I always felt like this isn't for me, although you accept it and you do it. But then when it starts getting compounded more and more as you grow uh, up and it's just more and more restrictive. So, so when you were like 13 years old, was that kind of like when you started voicing your opinion and uh, trying to like, no, not at all. Like oh, that's not allowed. Yeah. I mean, like, allowed. cause I told my mom I wanted to be a comic when I was about 11, 12. Wow. And, uh, and you know, already it was kind of like, no, Joseph, you know, it was, it was already instilling what she wanted mm-hmm. for me and my future. And, and that's just not the decision to make, you know. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Tacoma, Washington. I was also a military town. baby, so I was all over the place. Okay, but it's a town, and you're and you're getting some worldview. If you're a military baby, at least you're traveling. Yes, yes. Yeah. And your dad knows things. 
Um, <clears throat> there's no desire to develop a worldview. Um, so um, it's Catholic. You don't you don't challenge it. That's not even uh, uh, possible. Yeah. So you have to silently just decide to divorce yourself from it. Mm. You know, you can't argue with them. Yeah, you, you just can. make a, a, a personal decision. Like I'm not part of this. Yeah. So and how the, how they take how they how they take it when you started, you know, pursuing your personal beliefs and dreams and stuff like that, where they couldn't have control anymore. How was well, that? Well, that happens. You know, uh, my father was a manufacturer. He manufactured livestock trailers for turkeys specifically. So if you ever see a, a 40 foot flatbed trailer going down the road with these huge racks and cages on there with turkeys inside, yeah. that probably came from Tipton, Missouri. We didn't have a lot of competition. Yeah. So my, my dad just assumed I was going to go into the family business. Wow. And so he was a bit disappointed that that was going to happen. What age and was he, that, David? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what age was that? Well, my, my, uh, my brother, there's six of us. My brother, Mark, and Mary Rose were two years older than me. And there was a point where my mother's brother, who was an abbot at the monastery, came down to talk to Cecil, my father, about uh, – getting uh, us kids to go to college because my dad didn't see any value of that. Yeah. Right. Just, you know, get, you're just go, to, go work to work. Here, right? Yeah. So he thought he'd come down one afternoon and have a conversation with Cecil and, you know, let's get these kids to school. He ended up staying a week. Wow. Yeah. To convince Cecil, you've got to send your kids to college. Wow. So then when I did go to college, there was one choice. If you want to go to college, you must go to Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. Oh, man. Or Catholicism. Yeah. Where my uncle was the abbot of the monastery. So I went there for two years. Now, by this time, <clears throat> by, so when I saw, when I was 13, I saw uh, SNL came out in 1975. Uh-huh. And uh, it's the first time I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. And that, that sealed it for me. That's that when you were like, I got to be an actor. That I want was, to be a comedic actor. That was um, a revelation. Yeah. It was so smart. Yeah. And so well done. Mm-hmm. And it had so many levels. Now, do you tell anyone? No. Who can tell? Small towns like to shit on dreams. Yeah. Right? Yes, Plus, there's nobody else pursuing any real thing, you know? Yeah. They're either going to go uh, farm or they're going to go to the military. Or, uh, you know, some like uh, we, we graduated 68, I would say less than half went to college. And then they're going to just, you know, probably study business or law. Right. Yes. So I was a poli sci major because I was always interested in politics. And I, I really do believe that's probably a desire to go seek a stage mm-hmm. like that. I didn't know how a person went about yeah. pursuing a career. So you just right. got out of high school, went to college, and now you're going to pursue acting? I was a poli-sci major for uh, three years. Yeah. And I realized in the third year when I'm doing all the legislative classes, I'm not going to be a lawyer. No. I'm not going to be a teacher. <laughs> I'm sure as fuck not going to be a politician. To be a politician, you have to be either A, <clears throat> very wealthy, or from a political family, or the smartest person in any room you walk into. I was none of those things. So I quit going to my classes, which means you're academically ineligible. And so that December, I remember going home and, you know, showing my dad my report card, thinking I'm in trouble. 
He was delighted. <laughs> Ecstatic, right? <laughs> well, there's because the, the end of that. Belt. Let's go yeah, back to exactly. making turkey cages, exactly. son. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm off his off his dime, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Dave, I don't know what you want to do, but you don't want to go to school. That's the best Cecil Keckner in the business, by the way. <laughs> it, honestly, that was it. Yeah. There was no solding. That was it. Then he sold me the car I was driving. I was driving uh, a Plymouth Grand Fury 2 that they had let me drive. So I bought that for $400. I got three jobs at different restaurants there in town. And then um, I decided I'm going to go to Chicago because at this point I had read backstage at Saturday Night Live. I'd read about four or five books on Saturday Night Live. I'd read Wired. So I knew you got to go to Chicago if you want to get onto SNL. Mm. So then uh, that summer, a buddy and I took a road trip up to Chicago and saw a show at the Second City. And I was blown away. And it was immediately like, fuck. Here's where I'm going. And then walking down the stairs, I saw this poster and they teach classes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so I had a matchbook and a golf pencil because, you know, they have you fill out little comic cards. So I open the thing and I'm surreptitiously writing down the number for this training center because I'm from Tipton expecting someone to tap me on the shoulder going, why are you writing that down? <laughs> You're right. not supposed to have a dream. Right. What year is this, David? That's, that's 85. That's maybe 84. 84. No, that's 85. Cause I left in June 85. That was January. Now, when you so left, when I, you left, you told them I want to pursue stand up or, or improv. And, and, and did you tell me you want to pursue acting at this point? Yeah. Acting. And what'd they say? Pissed? They were puzzled. They were puzzled. Said, oh. I got to retract. Hold on. I got to retract, David. I, I told you the wrong thing. I said 11-12. I told my mom I wanted to be a comic. 11-12, I wanted to be a comic. Uh, after high school is when I told her I wanted to pursue it. That's when she wanted to, like, fucking. That's when she lost her shit. That's when she cried. So, yeah. It was after I left. So, same with you, right? Like, when you left, they're puzzled. Can't believe it. Well, at this point, I'm 24. Yeah. And uh, so they, they just couldn't get their minds around it. Yeah. You're not going to make any money. You're not going to make a living off of this. It's not going to be good for you. You'll be back. You'll be back. There was no, there was no conversation. There's no practical conversation mm. because I was very stubborn. Yeah. And all they said was, well, how long are you going to do that for? <laughs> now, once I decided I was going to be an actor, that was it. Yeah. I already knew I'm going to make it. Yep. Zero doubt. That's the it's mindset. Yeah, man. And um, so I, I paused and I said, well, 10 years. If it doesn't work in 10 years, I'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew they had to have something. Yeah. Now, I can't even imagine the conversations they must have had there around the dinner table <laughs> all those years. You know? <laughs> Do you know, um, even when Anchorman came out and I brought them out for the premiere and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a nice big show. Yeah. You know, everything's blocked off on Sunset on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, and, man. You know, there's it's a big deal. Yeah, you got the biggest actors in the world yeah. walking the red carpet with you. Well, how they feel about that? What kind of love do they give you with that? Well, they thought it was good. <laughs> That's it. Just good. <laughs> you I did good, son. I remember getting reports from my sisters from time to time yeah. that they were still worried. Jeez. <laughs> what the fuck? Doesn't that a, that's so annoying. You know what? I, it doesn't, I, I, I didn't get annoyed by it. 
Yeah. yeah. It annoys me, David. No matter how successful, no matter what I get my family members, my mom is like, I, you know, well, it's how you- about your insurance? How about the people? I'm like, mom, I'm good. It's because you play around for a living. Uh, yeah. They, do, they don't get it, do they, David? In their no. mind, in their mind, that's what you do. Yeah. For a and that's okay. I don't, I don't try to explain. They're, they're passed away now. Yeah. So I never tried to explain it to them. What I would do when I got a big job, yeah, I would tell them how much I make it. You have to, yeah. I didn't do it to brag. No. I did it just to let them know what's possible. Improve, yeah. improve yourself. Yeah, sure. it also makes them feel comfortable. They're yes. like, okay, you're not starving. Okay, thank you, son. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What yeah. from 85 how long did it take you to get SNL um nine, 95. 95 so, so I, 10 uh, years moved there in 85 started taking classes in 86 yes so nine years nine years so you had a vision when you were you said when did you read uh the books uh when, when you found out about SNL what? That would have been uh, 83. So 83 to 85, he he pursued. Yeah. He already made the decision that SNL is amazing and this is the door that's going to open my future. From 83 to 85, he gets on, right? You get on to Second City. Where'd you get in? <clears throat> well, I was studying the whole time. Yeah. Studying at Improv Olympic and studying at Second City. Second Your City. Goal- and then from Second City, you got to SNL in 90... But but that's but that's that's amazing because it's like like before like you know now they always talk about manifestation. Mm -hmm. It's not like yes, you can say manifestation, but if you live it, if you just live whatever it is that your mind tells you that you're in love with, it's gonna happen. But that's what you're a perfect example, David. That's what I wanted to ask because because we talk about this all the time. We both come from the same town. Yes. And we understand coming from small town and what that what that mentality is like. Yeah. But then you had the idea of the Catholicism on top of that. Yep. How, where, where do you forge that mindset where like, I'm, I'm still doing this? Yeah. Like, like, like all that pressure, because there is no pressure than that kind of pressure, especially from your parents and, and the family that surrounds you. It's kind of like this, this shield, this human <laughs> yeah. shield that's yeah. like stronger than any other force, force field. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's just like the energy is so grand. It's like, how do you break? Break through their arms. Exactly. And by the way, anybody could read the books that you read, right? Yeah. But that doesn't, that still doesn't give you yeah. whatever that There's is There's this drive. That, There's that this made, little drive. You, yeah. Made you do that. Especially yeah, in your it, shoes, David. Like, especially, like, I always try to explain to my son, like, you don't understand what 1983 was. There was no internet. There was no Instagram or TikTok. Like, what you saw on the TV, which was a very brief uh, uh, second, because mm-hmm. there was only three channels back then, you better yeah. hope to God it came in clear. Mm-hmm. That's all you knew what was outside of your town. Mm-hmm. And for you to make that decision is scary. Yeah. 
It's not going to Chicago. It's going to another world. Another Whereas world. right now, my son can go to Chicago online and enjoy it and be like, yo, I just went to Chicago, dad. That shit is amazing. Right. Whereas like you, for you to make that decision, man, that's got to be like, well, you're, especially you're le- in 1983. Yeah, you're leaving 85. everything. You're leaving everything. everything. It's, like you're, it's like you're going to another, like you said, another world. Yeah. And to pursue something that... Like acting, David, like, holy shit, bro. And, and and for you to do it was that, that's amazing, man. It's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah but I had to. Yeah. No. I had to. Yeah. You had that's to. Cause that, that, it was your passion. That's the answer. Yeah. 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 It, and, I had to. There was no other thought. I have to do this. That's so dope. And you that had no it. other dream. There was nothing else. Nothing. 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 And you, nothing. And, and your, and your goal, David was big screen. I want the big screen, correct? No. Or was it just any acting, any stage, it, anywhere? It's it's a bit different. I wanted the respect of my peers. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's a bit misguided in that. Um, <clears throat> first of all, ambition is not a dirty word. No, nope. no. Nope. You know, it's a healthy thing, but it's it's less important to me to be famous than it is to be good. Yeah. Hmm. So I really, all I ever wanted was the respect of my peers. Now, it will help you if you have, you know, goals beyond that, you know, very specific ones. But then that also um, changes your relationships, um, changes your work ethic, maybe. Yep. But it wasn't something that was so, it wasn't important to me. Yeah. Fame was not fucking important. No. If it came, great. Like we all know people that need it. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now we are, are, are blessed with people that we know that need it, but you don't see it. No. Right? Mm. And there are those that need it and you see it and you're like, Ooh, wow. All right. Yeah. You know, I need a good living. We, I need friends. I need to enjoy what I'm doing. You know, at a point, it's kind of like we're cobblers. Do you like this offering? Will this fit you? You know? So, you know, like I said, it could be a bit misguided. You can always have more. I do believe that. Uh-huh. You can have more. Yeah. Happiness is always the best reward. For sure. You know, as long as you're happy, like a lot of people judge success with fame and money. And those are the last two things you want for success. Success is being happy with yourself. If you're living your life that you dreamt of, then you're successful. Everything else is just a reward, man. Mm -hmm. Everything. I always say that, man. And, And I agree with you 100%, David. It's fame and, and, and money. If that's your only drive, that you're not really happy. Yeah. You're not. I mean, imagine if you were famous for, I don't know, something, anything else, and you still didn't have the opportunity to do what you said you had to do. Yeah. You'd be miserable. Yeah, you would be miserable. You'd be miserable with fame and money. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. They got all the money in the world. They can't buy happiness. Exactly. So it, Yeah, it is- and I, I've never been on top, but my guess is when you're there, now you feel like you have to keep it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to keep it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. true. It's just it's just diminishing returns. Yeah. You get a little bit of time up there. Yeah. 
and then it's time, it's time to come down. It's true. And that's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's yeah. what a mountain looks like, you guys. You yeah. climb up. And then you got to come down the other side, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. That's called life. And that's okay. But I will say this, man. You keep climbing because I love everything you do, David. You uh, literally, like every time you pop up oh. on the screen, I'm like, here we go. Yeah. It's David's time. <laughs> and I enjoy it, man. Uh, of course, Anchorman, who, mm. who doesn't, uh, Talladega Nights. Uh, I, I can't. I get Goldberg's. Uh, everything else that you've done is amazing. But right now you're doing. Is it the right one? Uh, it's a, a non-traditional rom-com. So it's got more. It's got more more comedy in it. Uh, Nick Thune and uh, Cleopatra Coleman and Eliza Schlesinger. Um, <laughs> I actually just worked one day. Nick called me and he said, "Hey, man, the director wants you to be in this." It, it would we could shoot you out in a day because I was working on another TV show at the time. And I, you know, I said I can't, I can't do it. He said if, if you'd come in the weekend, we, we'd get it done. So I said, oh, fuck it, why not? Right? Yeah, yeah. We're doing another movie. So did that and uh, went up Saturday, shot it all Sunday, and that was it. Oh, nice! Right. Yeah. That's so cool. And this is uh, is this Nick's movie? Yes, Nick's the lead. Oh, that's so dope, man! I yeah. started with. Nick at oh. the Laugh Factory. So oh, really? It's cool. Uh, oh. I love seeing that, man. I had no idea that was uh, it was Nick's. So and and this came, and it came out on the twelfth. Uh, yeah, and of course you probably just crushed it again. It's in a few theaters. It is uh, streaming on some platforms. You know what's crazy is they keep promoting theaters. I know. I know. And it's it's driving me crazy. Like yeah. I just saw uh, a trailer. I can't remember the name of the trailer. And they said in theaters May. And I'm like, yeah. Are, do you guys know something that we don't know? Exactly. Because uh, I'm waiting for these theaters to open up. Yeah, because the schools don't know it. Yeah, the schools don't know it. My son's still taking a Zoom class naked. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Such, oh, Jesus. Good. Release date. Oh fuck. There's a YouTube. There is a YouTube link, but they can purchase on YouTube. Yeah, I'm useless. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> Where else? I am useless. This isn't helping. That's all good. Let's just cut this part. Yeah. It's out there. Is this on? Netflix? So, David, I love asking this these questions because, you know. This is the hardest job in the world. I'm sorry. You know, getting it comedy stand-up, first of all, the hardest job. There were so many times I wanted to quit, David. You know what really? I mean? This is my 30th, 31st year. When my son, I had my son, my, my okay, I started in 89, uh, and I had my son in 2003. I was 14 years in at that point. And, you know, when you're doing stand-up, you take anything. You know, whatever gives you 100 bucks that night, you're happy. You know what I mean? But then you have a kid and I, you know, it's just pressure of my mom telling me, you know, you need benefits now. You need insurance. You got to protect your kid. And it's like, she's not understanding what I was doing. And then, you know, and then, uh, then I started feeling like, yeah, she's right. Cause the gigs weren't coming. Like I, I thought they were. So yeah, there were times I wanted to quit, man. And you know, you just have that inner drive where you're just like, no, I got to do this. I got to keep doing this. And how was it for you when you make that move to Chicago at what point, like, were you always happy or was there a point where you were just like, well, shit, maybe I, maybe I should take over the family business. Maybe I should go back to the, you know what I mean? No. Or no, you had not, you were just, I'm going to do this. 
Never, never had it. It's a, it's a more interesting so, uh, story to say that I had many nights of self-doubt and I packed my car up and I was going to go home. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. You know, in, uh, it's not arrogance. It was just, I'm going to do this and it works. And you knew when you were doing stand-up. Yeah. Just like I knew when I was doing sketch work and improv, you could tell you were keeping up with the good people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're good. You got on stage and people laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes it was half the room, but at some point it was the whole room. Yeah. They were all laughing. Yeah. And that's a gift. Yep. And not everybody can do it. And you did it one night and another night and another night and another night. And every night you went up, people laughed the yeah. entire room. Yeah. That says it. That's it. That's that literally what kept me going. That's yeah. a great point. That's a good point because if you have that, if you can make that self-assessment and understand that I, I'm actually pretty good at this, yeah, it gives you that drive to keep going. But there are people who are not, I mean, who are not having that success and they still keep going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's guys that are not getting laughs. Is that a different for, uh, kind of drive? Fifteen years straight and they're still doing it. Is that a different drive? Uh yeah, that is a different drive. <laughs> Those guys are just confident. That's, uh, that's denial. <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, uh, David, your sketch group. Uh, who was uh, your your crew? Who was the core crew with you guys at Second City that you came at up Second with? Second City. Yeah. Well, there's three different companies, so you can be paired with a bunch of different people. Like I came up with Chris Farley. Yeah. Right. Yep. When I came up, it's Farley, um, Mike Myers. Carell, Colbert, Jesus. Gretch, uh, Horatio Sands, Jesus. Um, <laughs> John Glazer. I could go on for 20 minutes. Now, we're, all, we're, we're not all in the same company. It's three different companes. Yeah. But sometimes you're playing in different companies. Yeah. So but you guys are all coming up at the same time, sharing the same stage in the same city. That is the all-star team right there. That's amazing, bro. That must have yeah, been, that, what that, electricity that must have right. been in Chicago at that time. Well, you don't, you didn't know it. Yeah. Right. But when you leave, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, man. That time went on. Yeah. Although I did, I did have a, a lunch with the guy that started the second city in 1958. And he had said that he had never seen uh, such a confluence of talent that had been there this past 10 years. Yeah. Wow. It was remarkable. He yeah. could see it. So I thought that was something special. Matt Besser, who uh, was one of the guys that started the UCB, he's writing a book about it now. Yeah, that's crazy. Just what yeah. you just named off was, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's Hollywood right now. Right, I mean, right. some, you know, we've, we're missing, uh, you know, Chris, but that's Hollywood. Yeah. When, you guys, when you, guys, you guys started together, and then next thing you know, you guys took over Hollywood. And, and, it were, all, yeah, and you guys all came together in a, in, a, in a central place in Chicago. And they were just going to war, sharpening each other. Yeah. For, and you know for, what's crazy is those cats were all from like, I think Chris was from a small town too, wasn't he? Or no? He was from Madison. Madison, like, you know, and they all made it to Chicago. Yeah. Like, that's so dope, dude. And then the, to take over the way you guys did, iconic films that you're in, David. Uh, and I hate to do this, but it'd be fun just for the fans to hear it. Which one was your favorite or were they... You know, between Anchorman and Talladega Nights, you know, top well, 10 for me always. Like, that's always like whenever someone asks me what are my top 10s, those two are always in it. And you have to say Anchorman. You have yeah, to say Anchorman in the office. Those are the most uh, two popular. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. 
doesn't. It was just that, well, first of all, you have so much, so it's hard to name. So it's not like I'm forget. It's just you have so much, but like Anchorman, dude, yeah. like amazing. Yeah. And then uh, what you did in that was just so amazing. Like each character was so developed and so like right for the film no one walked on anybody's shoes right. and then you come in with your cowboy hat <laughs> and just like that's amazing like was that your decision or was it like was that written in the the part or was that you were the one that came up with this character uh that was my character it was it was written it was there and then of course the way you decide to play it is you and the director yeah. um but uh the cowboy hat was in the script oh that was sick man so of yeah. course anchorman you put up there I think McKay's pretty incredible, man. He's yeah. just—he's immense. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my hands down. Yeah, I mean to this day. Yeah. I think you should write something about you now <laughs> about this journey because I think I that's going to be one of the funniest. One just one just write the book, you know yeah. what I mean, uh, and then two. Have you the book? Fucking make it a TV show, man. Have you written the book? Yeah, the book comes out March twenty third, but we're not plugging. What's it it's just me, my my family. You know, it's called Mixed Plate. Uh, this is so cool. It went from koi pond to David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about my you know my mom and dad. You know, military life, being a half white half. Asian kid in America and just trying to find my identity and, and my place out here. It's hard. It really is, man. And, you know, uh, you know, now, you know, I, I dealt with the time where just being half white and half Asian, finding my identity there because Asians didn't know what I were, was. And, and of course, white people didn't know what I was. And then going in for auditions, no one knew what to put me in. And it, it's just like, it was a tough time. And, you know, telling people, my my mom's story and uh, my life story and, and people going, I don't think they're going to get it. Yeah. So it was a lot of that of me dealing with that and, and, and my identity. So, you know, I, I, I want people to hear that journey, you know? Yeah. So you had a theme that you found. Yeah. I Well, it wasn't that. It was just like, I felt like it, living in Hollywood telling people that I I'm half white, half Asian. It's like people are like, Oh, you're just doing that for the joke. And it's like, <laughs> no man, it's my fucking life. Right. And right. why can't I talk about my mom? Right. And why can't I be like my mom when any other person that doesn't have, that isn't, uh, uh, you know, Asian or, or whatever. If, if mm. they're, if they're, when you play your mom, you become your mom. Right. If it doesn't, if you're a white guy and you're talking about your mom, you do a funny voice and sound like your mom. Well, well why can't I be my mom? I'm acting out a, a, a situation between my mom and, and I, and that's how I'm delivering the joke. And for some reason, people are like, oh, well, why are you doing that? It's like, because it's my fucking mom. That's why. And, and, and you're not going to believe this, but there's a lot of people like us that live here in America. Right, you're right. friends with them. Right. If you're in a hospital, you'll meet 20 of my moms. <laughs> They're the nursing staff. We need a voice. Yeah. And, and I felt like, you know, every time I did it, you know, and I'm not talking now. I'm just talking when I was when I first moved out here. It was just like, like I couldn't talk about it. Right. It was so taboo. And it's like, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why can't I talk about my mom? And so that that's that's what I was. Uh, that's that's what's in the book. Just just telling my journey and, and my story and my life, and uh, and you know, getting to Netflix, David. 
I, I dealt with the same problem again. You know, I, I, they wouldn't give me a special and you know, God bless them. I love Netflix. I'm there now, but I had to shoot that special on my own. I paid for it myself. Wow. And, 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 you know, and one of the notes were, I don't know if they're going to get it. And I'm like, well, fuck. Right. So we I shot it all over the country. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, after that, uh, shit, man, I, I ended up. They've gotten the, it the 10,000 times I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, we all have our stories. We all have our struggles. And, 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 and I'm glad I got to do that and put it in a book. But man, I'd love to hear yours because it's motivating, bro. It's, it's so cool to come from a small town and, you know, you could have followed that path, bro. You could be making turkey cages right now. Oh, and God. we would have never seen, you know, the greatness that you are right now, man. So it, it, it takes something special. It takes, you need to listen to that inner voice, man. And, uh, and you're a perfect example of that, bro. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. You know, it, it sounds corny, but I really do believe we all have a calling. Yep. And I had to do it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially uh, it, you, bro. It, it, it's interesting to me when people would, uh, you know, uh, uh, pick that thing of why are you doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. why are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking true. <laughs> Who the fuck are you to ask me that? Exactly. Why are you asking me that? Don't worry what I'm doing. Exactly. What are you doing? Why don't you ask yourself what you're doing? Because I'm living my life and I'm loving it. Did I ask you for notes on my set? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and then really go down that fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. Don't let it go. No, no, no. Why are you asking? Yeah, man. Who gave Why you that? bother you? Why? Why? Who gave you the you operations manual of life? That's you so true. Eddie Murphy. What's that? Say it again, David. person is talking to you. You ever heard of a cat named uh, Eddie Murphy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Eddie Murphy can't do this. Roll Charlie around in there. Can't do his dad. So Richard Pryor can't do Mudbone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You can't do characters. Exactly. So he feels weak near you, and he doesn't know what to do. And he, he might not even been meant meant to disparage it, but that is, he didn't understand, so he tried to take it away. You are a very wise Drop dude, man. Drop the fucking mic, David. You're a wise dude, bro. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. You know man. that that's how I've been wanting to say it my whole life. That's exactly what it is. Why? You know what I mean? It's it's so true. It's, e- it's either they're not able to, or they're afraid to do certain things, yeah. and and they want to they, they want to shoot it down around shoot them, it down around, yep. because they don't want it to exist in a world exactly. Because then they feel less than yeah, because they have to hold themselves up to that light. God, David, you're good, bro. That's exactly it, one hundred percent. Yeah, why do we have to explain ourselves? Yeah, why? <laughs> <Okay>. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's always better to ask a question. Yes. Because even if you said, because I like it. Yeah. yeah. The door for them to say, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck. Because you're like, you're 
No one gives a fuck. Who gives a who fuck? Who gives a fuck? Am I in the line of who gives a fuck? Am I standing in the right line? Because I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> About your opinion. If I did, I wouldn't have did it. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> if you ask the question yes. in an open-ended way, yeah. it leaves the availability that maybe he'll think. Yep. God, dude. Yep. Why are you asking? Now, you don't say, oh, do you not like it? Right. Yeah. You don't want to say that. No. No. Right? Because you don't give a shit. Right. Nope. <laughs> right. We go, it works. That leaves this dickhead open to all kinds of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just opened up the door. That's so true, man. We Thank sit you. there to defend our fucking lives and decisions on our existence, and we don't have to. I, nope. Bro, I'm going to play this pod back for myself. Yeah, I am too, bro. I, I, I love everything that's coming out of your mouth right now, David. <laughs> we better quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true man yeah the minute you start living for somebody else then you have just oh stopped God. living don't ever let anyone dictate what you want to do in life or your future don't let yeah. someone walk up to you and manipulate their fucking evils on you right because that's just their own little evils fucking shortcomings yeah put shortcomings them on you. you know what they are they're masterminds of deflection yeah they don't want to see people what they can't do so they try and make it look like you can't do it. Exactly. We recognize they've got pain. Yes. Yes. Very. We don't much. have. To, we don't have to beat them down or, or give them any energy. We don't have to be mad at them. Nope. We don't have to disparage them. Nope. We can have empathy for them, but we don't spend time on it. No. Yes, sir. That's the truth. Man. Damn, dude. That's the truth. If, if Catholicism didn't do something good for you, David, <laughs> it was that line right there. Well, if, you if, could say that in Latin, and I would have loved it, David. <laughs> wow. That is so true. What? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, no, no. What he said, this is what David said. David said, uh, you don't uh you could give empathy for him. Yeah. And and you can, but you don't have to make it public. Right. Just God yep. bless him. Yep. Because have, the minute you, you give them energy, the minute you go, dude, I feel sorry for you, and make that public, mm -hmm. then you've already given them energy again. Yeah. And yeah. you don't need to do that. Yeah. Let them live in that whatever fucking world that they live in. in that funk that they're Let them in. sit there. Because yeah. the, anything you give them, any kind of energy, they win. Mm -hmm. Your energy is valuable. Well, and you, and, and you lose because now you've given them exactly. your, don't your give energy. It. That's why what David said. Empathy is fine. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to encourage it, right? But you can sit back and look at them and go, "God bless them." Yeah, and you can do that. Mm -hmm. Feel sorry for people that live those lies, yeah. but don't make it public. Yeah, because yeah, now well, you because you step into their world, huh? Because then you step into their world. You don't need to. You can well, step back and just getting angry. Yeah. Now I'm not with myself. Exactly. Did you ever read uh, Eckhart Tolle? No. No. He's a, a pretty good philosopher. He's the one that wrote Power of Now. Okay. It's dense. Okay. Is it? Oh, my God. I'll have to read three pages ten times. Okay. Uh, but he said, you know, <clears throat> people are pain bodies. Mm. And the only way to get energy, you're a pain body, you get to get other people involved in it. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. That way you let your energy going to keep it going. Yeah. Because that way they feel alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're just relaxed, 
in what we hope to get to is some Zen state. I'm just here. I don't need anything except the air and that coffee I hope to be ordering soon. Now, I could be mad that I think the person in front of me is, is seven feet away from the other person. You should move one more foot because it's six feet, different, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But for what, you know? Yeah. Why'd they take so long? Oh, you're going to order another thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm activating my pain body for what? Right. Yeah, man. Right. For what? Energy is very valuable. Mm -hmm. Consider it being a Bitcoin. You can't see it, yeah. but it's valuable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and don't spend it. Yeah. Spend it wisely, man. And be careful who you give it to. For sure. I mean, I can't say this. I mean, any more direct than what I am. Mm -hmm. Your energy is valuable. It's more valuable than gold, more, uh, water. It's more valuable than anything because it's your life source. Yeah. And you've only given so much of it. And the more and the more, and more you give, the, the less you feel healthy. Yeah. You ever do that? You ever spend so much energy on something oh, that's so negative? You start sure. to feel sick? For sure. That's where that saying comes, sick to your stomach. Yeah. You don't have time, man. Live yeah. life, relax. Spend your fucking energy wisely, man. But live your life. Yeah. Live your truth. If you're in a small town, you want to be an actor? <laughs> <laughs> and not a and not a turkey cage farmer and nothing wrong with turkey cages. <laughs> So it, it, gave your, it gave you a beautiful life, David. Yeah. So no disrespect to your dad, but thank God you went to Chicago, my guy, because you are an icon. And, uh, and we love you, David. I, I swear to God, dude, just looking at your face, I smile. Yeah. Because yeah. it brings back every damn character you do on TV and on, on the big screen and, and everyone that you worked alongside with and... You, you, you're like Ali in the ring, bro. You can put Frazier in front of him and you go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, bro. That's you, David. I, I, I seriously, and I, mean, and I mean this in the most respectful way, have been watching watching something, a show or, or yeah. even a movie, and and not knowing you were in it. Yeah. And you come on in the scene, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is about to be Yeah, fine. you just you smile. Yeah. <laughs> you just smile. You're like, here it comes. Here it comes. They said they needed heat, and here it is. <laughs> That's what this guy is. There he goes. Yeah. David, I love you, man. And I mean that from my heart. I know people don't like it that you use the word. You use that phrase too much, Joe. I love you. There's two different I loves you. I love you. Mm -hmm. There's I'm in love with you, which yeah. is the person that you're in love with. And yeah. you're allowed to do that. Yeah. And there's people that you generally love. Like, right. I love you, man, because what you've done for me indirectly. I'm in this game. You know what I mean? And, you know, I remember being in the theater and watching you crush and just being like, you know, I can do it. Yeah. If this guy can do it, I can do it. And that's what you do indirectly, man. So I appreciate this moment and sharing these words with you. And man, I'm going to rewind a, a couple of the things that you said. No, uh, no doubt. No doubt. I dropped I some jewels. Ask a question. Yes, sir. You said there are people that tell me I say that word too much. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there, there are. Uh, I've, I've heard that because I do use it. I don't think I use it loosely. I, I don't think there is enough love in the world. I don't no. care. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. There it is. There, you exactly. want to use it? But there it is. There it is. You said you it. Are you to use it? Yeah. <laughs> like, why the fuck would somebody care? Why the fuck do you care that I say <laughs> I love you too much? You me to say it. Yeah. Okay. Do you mean it? I fucking mean it yeah. when I say it. That's all that matters, man. Yeah. 
the other person. But you but, said, uh, but I, not not to cut you off. But even if let's say you didn't mean it, and you were just get trying to get somebody to the other side of their day. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Fuck. Just use that. Like I said, energy is valuable. When you hear someone say, hey, man, I love you, fucking take that energy. It takes a lot for someone to say that to somebody. And and when you receive it, you should enjoy that. Because that's a nice gesture. It's better than saying, hey, man, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that'll ruin your day. But you're going to get mad at someone that says, hey, love you? Now, you got your something's wrong with your energy source. Yeah, for sure. Rethink yourself. I think it's probably the most powerful thing you can say to another person. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That's awesome. For sure. David, I love you, bro. I love you too. Yes! <laughs> you did it. Watch everything you that David puts you out. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really quick. I'm yes. gonna, uh, the right one yes. is out on YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV Plus, Voodoo, Voodoo, I believe, is B-U-D-U, yeah. and Amazon Prime. There but of go. course, everything else that David puts out, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, uh, you know, he's, uh, is the Goldbergs, you guys just, are, don't you have another season? Didn't you guys do another season? They're currently on season eight. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. That doesn't exist anywhere in the world anymore. Season right. eight. Right. Uh, I know. Yeah. A network show, yeah. Yeah, for a network. Are you yeah. kidding me? Season eight, David, and just everything, David. By the way, when this world opens back up, uh, he also hits the stage quite frequently. Uh, if he's not making a movie, he does stand up everywhere. David, I love you. Thank you so much. You're the best. You're the king. Icon. David Kettner. Love you guys. I love you and I like you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, man. Thank you, David. Bye. Thanks, David. Love you. Peace. Bye. Peace and love. Thank Peace you so much for having me. Yes, oh, you're the best. Don't fake it, just bust a move. This joint is gonna get you in the mood. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.